This podcast is not safe for work and will feature movie spoilers. It will feature scenes described of a graphic nature. It will contain language which most listeners may find offensive. Welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. Hi everyone and welcome to the podcast Under the Stairs. This is episode 472. I'm your host Duncan McLeish. Welcome to the show. Up on this episode we continue the march, the steady march, towards our number one pick in my top 10 favourite horror movies of all time. Accurate and precise, ladies and gents. Up to the 31st of August when the list concludes... In line with our 10th year anniversary celebration and also at that point where I can get the pain and stress and weight of creating a list like this off my brain and then mix things up as I will inevitably do. Since, just a little peek behind the curtain, since creating this list my... Number 10 and 9 have swapped and my number 9 is now no longer in my top 10. That is the stress that I'm dealing with. So this is why it's recorded, it's out there, we're given a deadline on it. And that's the way I work. Once again, thank you listeners for selecting this as the way that we will count down to celebrate 10 years of blood, sweat, tears and time for your entertainment. On this episode, we will be looking at movie number six on the list. Finally reaching that, um, well, yeah, this marked the back five coming to a close. It also is the last of the more modern movies on the list. For the most part, things from here will predominantly be geared to older horror movies that have stalwart positions on my list overall, and I've held those positions for the longest time. Very seldom do they change, uh, with potentially overtaking then being overtaken, but they never leave my list. They've always been in there, and most likely at this rate, they always will be in there. So yeah, that's what we are doing. Like I say, we are counting down our celebration of 10 years podcasting on the 31st of August 2023. That will mark exactly 10 years since we dropped our debut episode um, of Podcast Under the Stairs, which back then was myself, my uh, compadre, one Mr. Graham Humphrey. And we started off the show by doing a retrospective on the Child's Play franchise the reason behind that was at the time they had just released or were just about to release um the cult of chuck no curse curse of chucky uh which was a return back to the franchise a welcome return we loved that movie uh, quite a bit but we started off by having a guest on one jamie g salmons who was then at that point jamie g jenkins who joined us on and we we started that franchise off with a bang um 
an interesting way to start off a podcast for sure and I never thought for one second we'd be here 10 years later nor would I be doing this list so once again thank you very much for that so yeah the important thing to remember on the countdown here is these are my favourite horror movies I'm not saying they're the best horror movies that is a different list a list that maybe on the finale of podcasts under the stairs maybe in the final twilight dying embers of this podcast I might do a list that resembles that but for what we're doing just now it's favourite it's ones that evoke an emotion in me which makes me energised when they're finished whether it is to do more reading about the movie you know occupies a small space in my brain for a couple of weeks living rent free or something along those lines and modern horror has found a way to do that really really well and there is a studio in particular that has split the horror community like none other it is really one of the most bafflingly polarizing studios out there which surprises me because whether you like the horror movies or don't the one thing you cannot argue I think convincingly is that the movies are all incredibly well made and with incredible talent in front and behind the camera yeah maybe it doesn't scare you maybe you think the story takes a bit too long to get to it or maybe sometimes you think it's just a bit of a basic bitch Uh, but it's hard to argue that A24 has had a profound impact on horror in it last decade and a bit has really dominated it and if things are going the way they're going you can fully expect domination moving forward as well I, I can't see it taking the foot off the pedal or really there haven't been any cracks in the armour thus far in what they've been putting out so suffice to say let's talk about what I would maybe argue strongly is the best horror movie that A24 have put out thus far. It's also the last A24 movie we're going to be talking about, which means if you thought there was another one in here, there almost was. And actually, it's the movie that would have replaced my number 10, taking my number 10 to number 9, etc, etc, etc. Yada, 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 as they say. So, let's find out what I think is the most impressive And uh, yeah, my most favourite horror movie from the great studio E24. Coming in at number 6 on my list from 2018, we're going to talk about Ari Aster's filmic debut with the the label itself. We're going to be talking about Hereditary. Come on, Peter. It's your suit. It's heartening to see so many strange new faces here today. I know my mom would be very touched and probably a little suspicious. My mother was a very secretive and private woman. It's Grandma. You know you were her favorite, right? Even when you were a little baby, she wouldn't let me feed you because she needed to feed you. She was a very difficult woman, which maybe explains me. I recognize you from your mother. What? Sometimes I swear I can feel them in the room. Oh my God! What was that? 
She isn't gone. She had private rituals, private friends. Who's gonna take care of me? You don't think I'm gonna take care of you? But when you die. And she wasn't altogether there. At the end. stress on my family. And welcome back. So Hereditary 2018 released by A24. This marks the feature length debut of one Ari Aster who up until that point was making the most surreal, bizarre and downright creepy horror shorts. Um, he comes across with their blessing with a script which he is primarily involved with um, and that he wrote the story. Uh, it seems to be very much a guy that likes to take command um, in both the, the directing and the writing and I think all the better for it. A great cast in this one, actually fucking stellar cast in this, Tony Collette, Millie Shapiro, Gabriel Byrne, Alex Wolfe, uh, Christy Summer, was that his summer house? Uh, Summer He's, sorry, cuts it off on the old IMDb's. Oh, by the way, the, the old iPad's joining us again. We'll soon be getting put down, but it's going to guide me through this so I don't have to stop, start, stop, start too much. Uh, Mallory Bichel, Morgan Lund, and, I mean, there is some other people in here, but are we going to spend time doing that? I don't think so. Uh, the synopsis for this one, as listed on the IMDb's, is a grieving family is haunted by tragic and disturbing occurrences. So yeah, let me put this down. Okie dokie, 2018, Ari Aster comes out the gate with this one. It was getting a lot of buzz from, I think it played Sundance, and already the kind of, then the Twitterverse, I don't know what we call it now, the Xverse, doesn't sound right, but the kind of Twitterverse, the social medias, um, a lot of, there was a lot of buzz basically saying Hereditary is the scariest movie you've seen this year. Um, and as horror fans, we, we hear that a lot. In fact, you will hear on any given year about four or five movies be professed as the scariest movie of the year. And then you watch them and you realise that they're probably not and maybe the hype train has been behind it a little bit, pushing it along the tracks. Um, Hereditary kind of came in with that, but also came with this warning that the director, Ari Aster, regardless of whether or not you felt it was the scariest movie of the year, was going to be one to watch. We had to keep our eyes on them. And yeah, they kind of nailed, I think, maybe both those things very accurately. Um, Hereditary, for the most part, wears its influences on its sleeves. It is, at times, 
an homage to kind of cinema of the 60s and 70s from Scandinavia and comparably about the same time period in America with little hints of kind of British almost kind of folk horror-esque elements that's all that pagan weirdy witchy sort of stuff and also a little bit of a dose of uh, just pure European horror cinema all wrapped up in a nice neat bow um, it certainly owes a lot to it and it's hard to disassociate the conversation to Polanski uh, Roman Polanski and I imagine a lot of people out there will look at a movie like this and say, well, it's just Rosemary's baby, isn't it, really? Except there's not a baby in this one. Um, kinda, kinda, it certainly is, and I know why you would say that, you're not necessarily all that wrong, but some of the, it's like saying that Midsummer is just the Wicker Man. It, it's reminiscent, yes, and there are beats and certainly story points that are there, but to arbitrarily say it's just a modern telling of The Wicker Man is to miss a good 90% of what is actually going on in that movie and just going down to binary, you know, zero, one, yes, no sort of sort of analysis. Um, Hereditary works on a few different levels. If ultimately what you're looking for is just a bizarre, creepy little movie, then this movie ticks that box. Um, takes a little bit of time to get going, if that's what you're looking for, but it has scenes of abject horror and grief. It has escalation from about the hour mark to the end, which is about towards its two hours and ten minutes all in. So about the last hour and ten minutes is a steady, steady, steady ramping of, of horror elements to a massive fucking crescendo. But then if you disassociate yourself even further, the unease kicks in right from the start. So it's an uneasy, queasy feeling that you get watching the movie right from the off. Um, it's just the horror elements start to coalesce a little bit later on in the movie and then drive towards the end. So if that's what all you're looking for, the movie delivers that for sure. If you're looking for movies with a little bit more depth and a little bit of symbolism, then Hereditary also ticks that box. There is a like pure kind of occultish sort of vibe in this movie that is backed up with particular symbols, mythology and, and kind of linking motifs hidden and dotted all the way through this movie. Uh, yeah, there are ones that are at the forefront where it might be a book or a particular name of a kind of paganistic deity being mentioned that might attract your attention to there's something going on, rites and rituals also in the movie. It has that, but if you actually go one step further back than that, there is a ton of specific hidden symbolism all the way through this movie. And once you kind of attune yourself, maybe on the second or third watch, you start to realise the movie has an insane amount of depth in that in that world, in that remit, you kind of find it difficult to pull yourself back from the sheer amount of information that your brain is taking in while watching the movie and not necessarily processing what you're seeing. So there's that level as well, right? 
But then there's the kind of final third and really interesting E24 element about this one, which is actually the human element in it itself. The, the conversation about, and it's in the name, hereditary, what we pass down through our children and their children. The... And that can be um, everything from medical conditions, whether it's mental health issues, which this movie tackles, um, responsibility, which is certainly in here when it comes to the responsibility of the parent and the family and their role in bringing up their kids and trying not to repeat the same mistakes as the generation before that brought you up. Um, we all try very hard, but inevitably... On a day you will hear yourself, especially if you're a parent, um, saying the words that your parents said that you know for a fact that when you were a kid, you basically said to yourself, I'm never going to be like my mum my or I'm never going to be like my dad. I'm never going to say those words. And then you catch yourself saying them and you're like, fuck my life. I have become the thing I didn't want to become. But on top of that as well, the idea of the the obligation of the the, the kind of the ritual that they perform here is one that is passed down through the generations. Um, so that is a hereditary element as well that works with it. So the movie's name is is very 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 smart. And it's tackling human conditions, psychological concepts, occultism. Oh yeah, and demons. Which is kind of rad. Um, what I love about this movie and why it sprung very quickly to the forefront of my favourites is the way that it is constructed. You're brought into an already fractured situation with a family that are very disconnected with a kind of mother figure who clearly is, is damaged, slightly neurotic, but then the more you find out about how she was brought up, the more that actually makes sense. And the family dynamic is enough to put you on the back foot right from the off. And I love that element about it. In fact, most of the unease from this movie is actual social scenarios. Um, recently, there was that movie See No Evil that came out that got all the buzz, what was that, last year? Um, and tons of buzz about it. And what I was talking about specifically was the airs and graces that people put on, the social norms and the politeness that can run amok by people that are not prepared to confront things head on. And Hereditary kind of does something similar, it just does it on a smarter value, on a higher level, so to speak. Um, the fact that this family cannot communicate at all is part of the problem. It's also part of the reason things go as awry as they do at the end. There's a grand plan here where the, you know, the, the, the kind of grandmother figure who has died right at the start um, has set out these things in motion. Uh, a kind of overarching plan that will come to fruition pretty much inevitably and there's nothing anyone can do about it and everyone else is just pawns in this like master planned game, this um, kind of occultist right, this... Um, inevitability that has been put in place and everyone is just a pawn on a chessboard being moved around at the control of a much higher power that they themselves can't fathom or bear witness to the end result. Um, the casting is on point. Tony Collette is absolutely 
incredible in this movie. She is obnoxious, she is exhausting as a character, uh, and she gives it her all. Um, one of my overall favourite scenes of grief manifest in a movie is in this movie right here. The, the wails this character lets out when she finds that her daughter has died is is heartbreaking and it goes right into your bones and just stays there and just shakes them up for a little while. I remember when I saw this movie in the cinema the first time uh, and the scene with the decapitation comes up and I remember there was a bit of, like noise cinema, you're going to get that rustling of like popcorn and stuff and that happened and you could have heard a pin drop on carpet in the cinema. Things went that deathly quiet. It was just this surreal moment where everyone in the cinema was like, oh shit. And then you have to live with the results. Uh, the movie is like incredibly sober and I think it's one of the reasons some people don't take to it is there is no brevity, there is no light in this movie at all. It is essentially a kind of war of attrition on the senses from start to finish. But the clever thing about it is that as the audience, we kind of see where things are going from the start. And as a result, it gives us it gives us knowledge that it's kind of painful to have, but also kind of awesome. Like we are watching this unfold and we know like the we know that the the grandmother's friend who is attempting to assist has ulterior motives. We know that like the books that are being sent and the conversations that are in there, um, where she's recalling things that she said to her mother, we know there's something in there as well. And we also know that something really gnarly is going to happen. We're just counting down to it. The last 20 minutes, I think even if you had the sharpest horror mind, you would be kind of sat dumbfounded. It is very, very intense. Has like three or four incredible horror set piece scares using lighting more than anything else um really 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 well done and it ends in a scenario that you've seen done in other movies whether it's the wicker man or more particularly rosemary's baby you know the the idea of the kind of happy ending question mark like we've been through all this stuff and they were in a place where the music is more joyous characters appear to be rejoicing however the net result isn't something we should be happy about and as the audience you're kind of left conflicted you kind of feel yourself smiling because it's uplifting but at the same time you're smiling at something which is not good no good will come of this deed um you know paymon's now released upon the earth and that doesn't sound good. I don't know about you guys, but I, I'm starting to think that if it was a good thing, maybe we would have been here sooner. So there, there's that element as well that's just kind of peppered in the top of the movie. And even the even the characters like uh, Hail Paymon and, you know, they're doing all that thing is very reminiscent of the, you know, Hail Satan at the end of, of Rosemary's Baby. I fully expected that's in there. There are small elements of, of things like Repulsion and The Tenant as well from Polanski dotted through here. The kind of mania of Repulsion is definitely felt wrought throughout Hereditary and I, 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 gra I grasp that more every time I watch it and having re-watched uh, Repulsion recently I keep forgetting how intense that viewing experience is. Um, for those that don't know and 
I imagine plenty of these do, but um, what would be known as the Apartment Trilogy by Polanski are the movies uh, Repulsion, Rosemary's Baby and The Tenant. And it's interesting watching this movie kind of tackle those three in different influences without being overt kind of full-on nods, notwithstanding the end sequence of the movie and the end sequence of Rosemary's Baby. The score to this is absolutely brilliant. I think this is Bobby Crick, um, and he has a real sense of grandeur in his scores. He would go on and do the score for Midsommar as well. I think his score for that's impeccable as well. There's just something odd about the, the noises, pluck-stringed instruments that are almost out of tune. It reminds me a little bit of... Um, the the kind of third full-length Nine Inch Nails album, which is called The Fragile. It's my favourite Nine Inch Nails album. But when Trent Reznor approached writing of that album, he said that the reason he used so many stringed instruments and so much odd percussion and things tuned very, very, very tightly was there was a fragility in the sound, a frailty that the string could snap at any time. And that's hereditary, like all the character interactions, all the dialogue is so stretched and so fraught that at any point a character might snap and become volatile. So the fact that the score plays with similar concepts in the instrumentation is just borderline genius. Um, Ari Aster like came out swinging hard on this movie. Like this movie almost feels like, and I, I would say I think it's a masterpiece on movie number one. It just feels like a fully realised idea of what a modern horror movie should be whilst acknowledging the greatness of the old and bringing the, 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 the kind of sensibility and filmic techniques of the new together and updating and releasing something that did feel really important. Like 2018 had a lot of fucking great movies but Hereditary just felt like the most important thing that any one of us was going to be watching that year. So in that you could say that the advanced reviews um, were pretty much spot on, or they were for me. It's a movie that I keep coming back to, and like I say, I dig it a little bit deeper and find it a little bit more. I've done the whole internet analysis video thing where you've went through about 17 different people explaining their integers of what each scene actually means. And I've done a little bit of reading into the occult as well, and that's a ton of fun. A24 revel in that in a really interesting way. I've always said they're the, the the studio that does horror movies about the human condition and that's what's really interesting. Sometimes lifting the bonnet and taking a look inside ourselves is the scariest thing of all and A24 I've, I've, I've carved out a very healthy, successful career in genre cinema doing that. I mean, I could go in-depth scene by scene. I could give you tons of detail about different things. But I would actually, more than the previous movies that we've already reviewed, maybe not under the skin. I, I would recommend everyone revisit that right now. Hereditary is a movie that if you've never seen it before, and if you're checking it podcast on this stage, you're a horror fan, 
So I imagine you've seen it. But I would go back and rewatch it again and just pay attention to the stuff that's happening in the background and not always the stuff that's happening in the foreground. Um, and come up with your own analysis. See if there's something in there that maybe you've never picked up before. Um, check out some of those videos online. They're a great way to rabbit hole about five hours of your life um, and come out the end more conflicted and confused than you were when you went in. Hereditary is an incredible movie by an incredible director who has continued to um, enthrall me. I think Midsommar is a absolutely outstanding movie and uh, Bo is Afraid, which dropped this year, I thoroughly enjoyed. Very, very, very different sort of movie, but once again cemented the idea to me that what's going on in Ari Aster's brain is terrifying, and the way he visualises it manifests on the screen makes me uncomfortable in ways that other movie makers would only dream to make audiences feel. It is my number six on the list. It is, of course, Hereditary, and thanks very much for checking out this review. Now, if you're checking us out on the YouTube, which I know some people are, and I'm loving it because we've been a bit lax this year on the YouTube, even though I was going to make a push on it, and you guys have been checking out the videos, you've been leaving comments and leaving likes, and that's a huge thing for me, but the biggest thing would be making sure you hit that subscribe button, and that way you're getting notifications on the content as and when we're dropping. So please subscribe to our feed. Um, and yeah, leave some comments. What did you think about Hereditary? Do you think it is a modern masterpiece? Or is it overhyped trash where nothing happens? Your thoughts? I look forward to reading them. If you're checking us out on Spotify, you of course get the option of video or audio for this review. So well done you, Mr. Fancy Pants. And there's of course a question in there as well about what you think of the movie, similar to what I'm just asking here. So please leave a comment there. If you're checking us out anywhere else, any of those podcatchers that give you the audio feed, then uh, please subscribe there as well. We have over 1,200 episodes in our back catalogue spanning almost a full 10 years now. And yeah, if you subscribe to that feed, you get access to all the stuff before and all the stuff that's still to come. Like I said, thank you very much for spending a bit of time with us. We've got five movies left in the seas. Very much looking forward to getting down to that number one spot and celebrating our 10th birthday with you. So wherever you are, what the time zone is and whatever you're up to in this big bad world of ours, please take care of yourselves out there. This is Duncan McLeish broadcasting live from under the stairs and I am signing off.